Welcome to Level with Emily Reese. This is music by French composer Olivier Derivière for Vampire. Olivier, to me, is one of the most creative composers around right now, and we get pretty excited around here when he's got a new game score out. And this one pays off, too, in so many ways. Uh, Olivier, in just a second, is going to explain the concept of the game, and he'll say everything that I would tell you right now about plot and setting and time period and stuff, so I don't need to say all that right now. Uh, But I do want to say that when it comes to finding textures in an orchestra, or even just with orchestral players, like wind or string instrument players or uh, percussionists and the like, I think Olivier finds unique textures and unusual and interesting ways of combining instruments with each other and with industrial sounds. Uh, And there's a lot more of that in this game than um, the last time we talked to Olivier, which was for a game called Get Even. That was one of my favorite game scores from last year. Uh, So that was purely orchestral, uh, almost purely orchestral. This game, very different than that. Lots more industrial sounds, and really fun to hear that kind of stuff from Olivier. Here's Olivier talking about Vampire, which came out June 5th. Well, Vampire is a game by Don't Nod Entertainment. They've been uh, doing, you know, uh, big games such as uh, Remember Me and Life is Strange. When I say big, it's like the successful Life is Strange and the uh, very ambitious uh, Remember Me's game that I scored at the time. And uh, Vampire is a, a different story. It's the team behind Remember Me that made it, not the team behind Life is Strange. So they are more, um, let's say, they want to explore more about how we can attach narr- narration to uh, gameplay in a, a world that is a living world. And what they wanted to do is to uh, sort of explore um, the darkness or not, depending on who you are, actually, of the players by letting them uh, become a doctor to save lives. But also this doctor has been turned into a vampire. So he's both a healer and a killer. And the thing is, in the game, never you have to kill people or never you have to heal people. It's up to you. Except that, depending on your choices, the game will follow a different storyline. But nothing is, you know, like um, this type of games like Life is Strange, you know, and all all the uh, uh, heavy rain and, uh, you know, the the recent Detroit game. Like, it's not like branches like that, not like this. It's rather a uh, way of experiencing the game because you will sort of tell your own story throughout the choices, the gameplay choices you're going to make because killing somebody will give you more abilities. So you'll become, you know, bigger, like stronger, and eventually you'll beat the game easier. You know, it's going to be easy for you. So the setting is in London, uh, 1918, uh, right after the, the World War I. It's happening at night, and, uh, and it was very exciting because this game is like a whole bunch of IDs. And since it's not a AAA nor an indie game, they went to uh, do something that was, you know, it took them four years. Uh, that was very ambitious. Once again, I'm very proud, you know, of the result. 
other thing that happened in 1918, which is very significant for a doctor, is the Spanish flu, right? There was a big giant flu pandemic and, and everybody was getting sick and dying. And so, you know, a doctor would have been very busy trying to save yeah. people then as well. That's exactly what's happening in the game because you have the Spanish flu in London and everybody's getting sick. Uh, so you need to, once again, make a choice. Like, do you, I want... It's sort of like you talk to people, you learn about them. The more you learn about them, the better they feel. So the better is the blood. And also you can heal them and the blood is even better. <laughs> and, and then, you know, it's becoming very hard because now, you you know, you know them and you know that, you know, some of them maybe you, you will like, maybe, you know, dislike. And depending on your choices, you know, like, should I kill this guy or this lady or not? You know, you will have a different story. So that's, uh, it's a very ambitious and interesting game, in my opinion. Cool. All right. Well, let's get into the music because 1918 and music was very exciting as well. So talk to me a little bit about the direction you, you went with this because it's really, really great, uh, fun to listen to. And just, I, I love it, of course. So tell us, tell us about it. Well, fun is a it's a it's a surprising word. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I uh, meant the, fun sonically, like I I have fun yeah. with what it does to my brain, but it's yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, you know, it's um, if you want to start somewhere, it, it's going to be death. You know, that's that's the main the main topic of this game because a vampire is somebody that can't die. You know, but that will you know give death all around. Of course, you can die, you know, in, like, specific manner, but overall, you're, like, you know, immortal. So um, so the music is about that uh, in its core. Now, because it was 1918, and uh, because we had a lot of games that were happening, you know, in this Victorian London for, you know, many years before, they didn't want, don't know, they didn't want anything that was orchestral. They didn't want to, you know, capture anything that was like sort of flourished, uh, Victorian sort of stylish, you know, uh, era. They wanted rather to go in the next step of what will London become, you know, and it's industrial, you know, the industrial era. So they started asking me first, uh, are you up to the task, you know, to write something that is more about soundscapes and uh, industrial textures and all of that. And I was totally, you know, uh, excited to do that because, you know, I was just done with Get Even and it was crazy. <laughs> and I was, uh, I, I was already working a lot with textures. So I was uh, very happy to do that. And then it was about uh, giving London a signature with the music throughout those soundscapes. So in the um, soundtrack... You're going to hear you know, a lot of electronic sounds and most of them will go, if you listen carefully, like with a headphones on, uh, you will hear that they, they go from left to right or right to left. It goes like, dun -dun, dun -dun, like this. And it was because I wanted to give the, the game a sort of a vivid texture that was represented uh, representing the uh, the buildings because you're walking throughout streets. You know, it's streets and from your left and right, you know, it's like surrounded by walls and, you know, the sound is bouncing 
like you know left to right and so the texture is there to sort of mimic that and to give london because it's at night and there is not not much people out, out there to give more like a sort of a, a like a live like living night london textural soundscape i don't know how to say this in english but you know that that would be you know the idea the first idea was that some instrumentalists though in particular a very fine cellist and I'd love to hear more about him because uh, he it seems like he did maybe some improvisational type stuff as well as playing some really beautiful uh, melodic uh, lines that you'd actually written for him so tell us a little bit about who he is and how you ended up working with him and how he fits into all of this yeah so after we worked on the uh, industrial textures we started to feel that something was, you know, we, we needed a little thing that was different. And it was the fact that the main character is still humane in terms of, you know, uh, feelings. He feels, you know, it's not like he's like a psychopath killing everybody. He's a doctor. And um, this side of, you know, the main character, we wanted to support that. And I, you know, I, I suggested, I said, well, you know, I think the cello is one of the most beautiful instruments and one of the closest to a human voice, like man voice. You know, when you sing, it's very close. And uh, and the main character is a male. So I was like, that would make sense. But we didn't want the cello to be like a beautiful, lush, and, you know, sort of uh, romantic approach to it. No, uh, quite the opposite. We wanted the cello to be like greedy. We wanted the cello to be out of tune. We wanted the cello to be like somewhere a classical trained cellist in an orchestra could maybe, you know, provide with uh, us with. But, you know, I went to the L'Ensemble Contemporain de Paris, which is a uh, group of musicians uh, made by Pierre Boulez. I don't know if you know this oh, composer, yes. but Yes. Yeah. So contemporary music, you know, very, very like the, one of the leader. So I went there and um, I met with uh, Eric Maria Couturier, who's the cellist, solo cellist. And I explained to him the whole idea that I had in terms of, you know, why the cello and how the cello. And he looked at me and he was like, oh, that's, that's, that's something I can do. But when you hear this, before working with him and now, you know, after we're, we've done everything and, you know, today I can totally, you know, imagine in his head what it meant. But at the time, I couldn't myself imagine what he meant by that. And what he meant was that he will bring me to the next level of what a cello can, you know, do. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know cello, you know, a cello could do that. So, yeah, so it, he uh, performed a lot of music that yeah most of the time was written and a uh, few of the times were uh, was improvised one of the cues is called impromptu on the soundtrack and it's something very weird and this is why i i i wanted this to be on the soundtrack it's because i gave him like um you know a grid of chords and i said 
Now, please, do something that I have no idea a cello could do, you know? And he started to go in circles on the cello. Like, you have to see it to understand. And like, a circle on the, the strings, you know, with the bow. And this is how you get this impromptu sound that is on the soundtrack, which is, in you know, in my view, something that I could not like even think about. I mean, that's that's just incredible what he did. And the funniest thing is that he couldn't do it again. <laughs> really? <laughs> we never. Yeah, we were lucky that I got the mic open because then I was like, yeah, that's perfect. Let's redo it. And I was done. You know, it was. Oh, you know, so, yeah, this is this is this type of, you know, moment that you wish to have sometimes with the mic on, of course. You said that, you know, trying to or or presenting it so that the cello is, you know, not quite as melodic and not as as human but there definitely are those moments in there and i think that's just because it's a cello you know yes yeah yeah the the thing is if you listen to the struggle the first cue the first track of the the soundtrack uh, you can hear that you know of course he can play a very beautiful cello because you know we wanted also to have a, a sort of duality between the human and the monster thing is we're using a lot of double strings so uh, you can hear that there is a, a very dark and you know weighted like D like very low like this and on top of that you have like something that is more let's say you know melodic and more um, expressive and this would be you know the human side and there are sort of fighting against against each others and this is why at some point you know it gets a little out of tune you know but it's all what's amazing is that it's by design but not my design i mean i didn't like write i didn't wrote like oh here go a little like half tone you know off you know i told him listen this is what's happening in the game and i wrote the music you know like all the notes and then he performed them the way you hear them, and that's something I couldn't write. So I have to give a lot of credits to, you know, to Eric Maria because he brought a lot of himself you know, to the soundtrack. Wonderful playing all the way around. Um, so you had written uh, 
if correct me if I'm wrong, you wrote a soundtrack without him, and then you guys decided uh, that you wanted to add something like that. Is that how that happened? Uh, well, not exactly. We started with the industrial sounds, mm -hmm. you know, soundscapes and all of that, and then so that's also something very interesting that maybe few people will notice, but. You know, nowadays, when you go record anything, anything, you know, it's with a click, click track. So you have yeah. a metronome in the back, you're like, click, 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 always, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's killing music, in my opinion. I mean, you can work around or, you know, but it's very difficult to be expressive, depending on the, of the style, of course, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but if, for Vampire, we would have gone with a click track, the music wouldn't be like that. Because the way that uh, I produced the score is that, and that's that's the true story. I mean, I would write, like, sometimes when he was, like, next to me, I would write the music, you know, blah, 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 just, you know, the cello part, like that. I would discuss it with him. He will perform the music. And then I would, I would add up, you know, some percussions or little string, strings following his own expression. You see what I mean? Like... There is no click track. There is nothing. You know, it's like no time signature and nothing. I mean, when he was performing, I was adding, you know, just for him to understand a little bit the music. But, but all, you know, overall, it's just him expressing himself like ad lib, you know, solo. And then I would produce the, the, the score behind. So that's, that's, it's kind of interesting to know that number one, there is no click. And number two, we started with the cello solo and everything you hear when there's the cello came afterwards with me not knowing what I would do. <laughs> you know? It's like, I, I had, you know, I had ideas, of course, like yeah. the um, Insane Family. I don't remember the, the titles. I'm very bad with that. But there is one that is very intense or the, the tango or, you know, I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't know the exact, you know, arrangement or all of that. It was afterwards you know so that was interesting well that reminds me of of talking to you many years ago about remember me because Oh. I remember when you recorded that, you weren't really sure exactly what you were going to do either. And then yep. you went back and you did it, and it was wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, but that's that's the thing with me. I, I never know what I'm doing, so I never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm also surprised to hear that that a click track is so prevalent even in video game music, because I just always assumed, well, I know there are several functions to having a click track, but... One of those functions, I thought, was to make sure everything lined up with picture, which you don't really have to worry about as much in gaming. So you're telling me that even independent of lining it up with picture, it's pretty common to be recording with a click, huh? Yeah, well, actually, it's, it's not that people need a click track when they do movies. It's not about that in terms of uh, matching the picture because, you know, for years people were doing without click tracks, you know, and these guys, you know, like uh, John Williams and a lot of people, you know, they're like, I mean, from our perspective nowadays, you know, they look like geniuses. You know, it's like, wow, without a click track, you could do that, you know, with sponge lines and all of that. Wow, amazing. But the thing is, what brought 
in a lot of click track is not the picture, but it's the music itself because instruments like, you know, an orchestra would be recorded, but then so many layers would happen that you couldn't record everything at the same time. Let's say like some electronic, you know, sounds or a solo, whatever, you know, sitar or uh, percussions or, and all of a sudden the production is so big that if you don't have a click track for everybody to be like lined up, you know, every time without having a, you know, a conductor uh, showing them what to do, then it's very difficult, you know, to get the final result good. So this is because I would say the style of the music that the click track is nowadays very often used, but it doesn't mean that it's always used, you know, but uh, it's, if you, if you would ask, you know, Abbey Road or, you know, those studios, you know, how, you know, what's the uh, statistic between with and without click, it, you would laugh, you know, it would be like, oh, all right, <laughs> click, <laughs> click, 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 all the way. <laughs> also worked with a choir so tell me a little bit about about that yeah actually this is the first thing i wrote that was so i mean this production was very long four years but uh i didn't work throughout the whole year because in between i did get even and i did another game and i'm finishing right now another game you know so yep. it's 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 been a long journey for uh for me and uh, for them for sure and i was i remember it was three years ago now i think I was in Boston visiting friends, you know, uh, and they were like, oh, um, what are your IDs? And I said, listen, uh, I didn't know about the cello yet. You know, I wasn't sure about this. And uh, But I was like, you know what? I think in the game, what would be very, very, um, let's say, iconic would be a choir. Uh, and the choir won't be to be all the way, you know, it's just like for very precise moments and the one that is very important is in the soundtrack uh, soundtrack called the thirst and this one is like a mantra because it's what pushes the vampire to you know bite people to suck the blood out of them and it's, it goes like vroom dom, vroom dom, vroom dom, vroom dom, you know and you're like oh there's this force you know that is like beyond my own will that makes me want to eat those people. And I think, you know, choir, I mean, human voice is, this is my opinion, you know, the best instrument to work with because it's the closest to human. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. I know yeah, what you mean. This and percussion, you know, that's so yeah, I've yeah. studied percussions. And uh, so, um, so the thing is, um, I always want, you know, choir to have a meaning behind them, you know, not to be like, oh, ah, oh ah. I'm not, you know, this is not my type of uh, using choir. I want them to say words 
to be meaningful. You know, everything is meaningful, you know, when I write music. Uh, but, with, but with choir, the way you can give meaning is even better because you can add lyrics. So you have those uh, Gaelic words that was written by, uh, I mean, translated, but originally written by the uh, writer of the game. And so it makes sense with the game. And the choir is there to express those forces that are beyond any, you know, human beings or beings at all, like vampire as well. choir itself it's a vox futura so it's um it's a choir made uh, created by uh john weston from futura productions that is a recording and mixing engineer that i've been working with on many projects uh okay and uh yeah and so you know he has his own facility in boston in riverdale riverdale yes i think and uh it, it was wonderful it's just and when i say just it's not like to to, to minimize them, you know, but it's four people singing, you know, two oh, wow. ladies, two men, you know, and they were amazing, you know, and they give, you know, exactly what we wanted for the game. know alto flute but not bass flute which is different and um, the thing is you know I'm a huge fan of Dracula's uh, from Francis Ford Coppola huge fan I love that movie and the composer who's like an Eastern name that I'm sorry I, I, I won't recall you know the name but you know I I tend not to listen to film score because I'm like a sponge but this one made made a huge impact on me. And I couldn't help myself. I don't know if you know the score, but I, you know, if you don't, just go, you know, listen to the score. It's amazing. It's wonderful. And there is a, I think it's an alto flute or maybe a bass flute, but that's wonderful. It's such a wonderful theme. You know, it's, oh my God. And then, you know, there is this character in the game and it's a lady, it's Lady Ashbury. And she's like a very old vampire and she's very elegant, very um, strong. You know what I mean? Like she's a vampire. She, she knows like she belongs to the high society of vampires. But she's also, you know, I don't want to say anything about the game, you know, but there is a special relationship, you know, between you and her. And we wanted to give this you know, different feeling and different, let's say, flavor, you know, when you meet with her because then it creates a moment, you know, specially for her. And uh, and I hire uh, Emmanuel, I will forget her name. I'm so bad with names. Ophella? Please forgive me. Ophel? 
Oh. Uh, yes, Emmanuel Ophel, exactly. Oh, you know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have it written down. <laughs> uh, well, that's, 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 thank you for your help. Yes. And, and, um, and so she's part of the ensemble as well as, you know, uh, Eric Maria is from. So, you know, it was like a very, you know, lucky, lucky thing for me to hire her because she's like, she's wonderful as well. So you ended up writing quite a bit of music for this game, it seems. Yes, it's um, it's something that my agent and manager don't like because I tend to write more than I've been asked to. But this is, <laughs> you know, it's I I'm trying to give you know everything. You know, when I score any game, because I'm mostly I mean only do games. I, I'm there until the end, you know, I'm there and I'm trying to help as much as I can to make sure that the experience for the players is the best, you know, to give sense of everything. I don't want a cue to be like used at the beginning of the game and all of a sudden you find it back somewhere with no reason, but just because they needed music and they thought that the mood was right, although, you know, the, the connection is not. So, you know, I'm there to help as much as I can not you know invading or anything like this but rather you know supporting as much as i can and i think you know in the end when you see all the um the reception you know from the players and the the, the reviewers you know when they talk about the music i mean they appreciate this i mean they they feel that the music is giving them a sense of engagement rather than a sense of illustration you know like oh yeah it's wonderful you know it's rather like oh now the music's like this, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I want to move on, you know, and see what's next. You know, this is something that I really like to do. If you can, talk to me a little bit about, uh, there's two tracks on here. One is Whitechapel District and the other is Rich Neighborhoods. And of course, when I see Whitechapel, I think of Jack the Ripper. So that's uh, where all that stuff happened. Whitechapel being, you know, kind of a slum-ish area of, yes. of London and then Rich Neighborhoods. So talk to me a little bit about scoring the different areas of London, if you would. Yeah, well, Whitechapel in the game is a... Um as you say, I mean, it's like the slums, it's people that are um, poor and in need and in the game, they are all sick and there's this uh, um, nurse, Dorothy, and she's helping them. And so the music had to be, you can hear in the music, there's a lot of sorrow over there, you know, uh, it's, it's dark, of course, but there is like the cello at some point is expressing much sorrow.
Of course, I'm not, and I, I'm not this type of composers. You know, I don't overdo feelings. I don't want feelings to be obvious. I don't want feelings to be simple. You know, I'm not like that. I'd rather have, you know, I think human feelings are complex and I always want to express the fact that, oh yeah, that's a very good moment that you're having right now in your life. But you know that it's going to end. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. there is like this two things always happening, you know, for anything and even more than two, you know, it's like, it's a chaos of emotions. So, uh, so Whitechapel is about this. And then, you know, Rich Neighborhoods is when, progressing in the game, you finally uh, get to your own neighborhood because as a doctor, you know, you're kind of wealthy, I would say. And uh, and then uh, the cello there and the music become, you know, they become more, um, I would say, not sophisticated in the way that is, you know, the music before that was not, but rather like now you have a time signature. You know, it's it goes like one, two, three, four... Even though the, the electronic is going against this, but the cello is expressing, you know, a different way, like more like uh, melodically something that you could grab, you know, like and listen to. So that was like a, a way for me to be like to tell players and, you know, the, the characters and that in this neighborhood, there is a sort of more, um, uh, how the word... Well, it's more sophisticated, I might say, you know, uh, than the previous uh, districts that are, you know, rather messy and uh, almost all dying, you know, over there. It's and the, the architecture and everything is different over there, you know. So this is what uh, we wanted to do with the music as well. Talk to me a little bit about the um, kind of, I guess, sound world that you created with the industrial type stuff, independent of all the human musicians. That was the most challenging thing. You could think that the cello was challenging, but that was nothing comparing to the electronic sounds. Because, you know, I didn't want the electronic sounds to sound sci-fi or anything like this, but I also didn't want the music, the electronic sound to be boring. Um, and, uh, and so... I, I've worked a lot, like trying a lot of presets. I I don't have any machines, like you know, gears, like I don't know, Moog or all of those, you know, great synth. I'm not this way. I'm rather a um, computer guy, and I'm I'm playing around with uh, a software that's called Reactor, and with this software you can do, I mean, amazing things concerning electronic music. Remember Me was done with that, and Get Even, and all of my stuff is through Reactor. Wow. And and the thing is, although the soundtrack is about an hour long, you know, uh, there is more like like around two hours of electronic soundscapes and, you know, all, you know, in the game that you don't have on the soundtrack because you cannot, in my opinion, you know, I want the soundtrack to tell a story, you know, like to sort of take you and bring you, you know, from places to places. 
and not having this sense of, oh, this is just ambient tracks, you know, going one after another. So, but these electronic sounds and the this organic, because when you say electronic, people think, oh, it might sound like sci-fi or anything like this, but it's not. It's rather like organic, you know, it's very organic, it's very like... Uh, vivid and m- there is emotion to 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 these sounds. You know, it's nothing is uh, on the beat or you know time signature is like it's moving all around. But then you have those left and right thing that I told you earlier. You know, it's it's a lot of uh, it's mesmerizing. And I hope and I mean I think so because I've been playing the game enough to tell that it adds to the game this sort of you. You think that London is alive in terms of it's like a uh, underground like heartbeat. You mentioned that you've been playing the game a lot and you know you are a gamer can you give us a little sense of how you're choosing are you trying to do this without with healing people are you uh oh me playing the game yeah are you a murdering psychopath or how oh, are you <laughs> that's interesting that's a good question you know it's this is okay when i uh so when you do a game number one until the very end you don't know what this game what the game is about it's very difficult to grasp what is the game because everything is like work in progress and so animation, level design, game design and music of course and you know dialogues you have robot voices and it's it's, it's a mess you don't get the, the picture you know and so you 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 project you know you're like okay that should be it but at some point the game is there you know, and I remember that was like last December. It was actually during Christmas Eve <laughs> that, I, <laughs> that I played the game, you know, on my own for the first time from beginning to the end. That oh, was wow. the first time. And the funniest thing is that, you know, this game feels it is like the other ones, meaning that, oh, you start, you have your character, you meet with people, they tell you, que- you know, they give you quests, you go on quest, you, you know... Maybe you kill one guy because it's fun. I don't know, you know, and <laughs> and then and then you know you you keep on going with the you know the storyline and everything, and all of a sudden there is like this guy or this group of people that you cannot pass. Like it's like oh they're too strong for me, you know. And now you're like wait a minute, I need to kill somebody to go through them. Mm. And now you start thinking, who? (laughs) (laughs) And now you're like, uh, well, but if I kill this guy, then this lady, you know, this can hurt that lady. And and you start thinking this way. Wow. Sort of as I would say in real life. You see what I mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're like, I don't want you to hurt these feelings because I know the consequences, not on me, but on the environment. Yes. You know, and then on me. And this this is what made the game very good to me. You know, I called the creative director and I said, wow, you really did it. You know, it it took them a lot of time. And as a gamer, you need to play, you know, and to go through 
some you know bit of the game to get to that very point where you understand what is this game about and you know this is what i like very much about this game The hint is, if you kill everybody, it's going to be easy. But, you know, uh, yeah, you, you'll be a very dark psychopath. You know? <laughs> That's for sure. But if you feel so, you know. Yeah, you can yeah, go exactly. For it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the freedom you have. Well, Olivier, what else do you want to say before I let you get back to your night here? Well, um, I want to say thank you for your interest in my work. I want to say thank you for the people that are listening to uh, you know this interview and to your work as well, because I think it's a uh, great opportunity for people like me to exchange and to share their own work. And I hope for people to learn and to maybe you know have some ideas like oh maybe I want to do that oh this is how they do it so yeah I want to thank you Emily for everything you're doing as well oh well thank you Olivier Thanks for listening to episode 95 of Level with Emily Reese. You can learn more about Olivier and see a full playlist at patreon.com slash level. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about us at levelwithemily.com, made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services and composer Brad Gentle. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media Incorporated.